Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench Podcast. And today I'm going to continue a conversation I was having yesterday with my friend, Rebecca Friedrichs. She is a freedom fighter. She is a follower of Jesus Christ, and they are doing amazing things to help free up America's children from the grasp of these evil uh, teachers unions. This is an important conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So if you guys were listening yesterday, you heard me at a cliffhanger. I cut off my friend Rebecca Friedrichs because I was like, listen, we're out of time, but we cannot stop with this story. And I'm not going to just air it in happy hour for subscribers. I want everybody to hear it. Rebecca, when we uh, were ending yesterday, you were talking about, let's let's start here. This, so the mysterious death of Justice Alito, which really shocked the nation, right? He died in, in Texas, I believe, is where he actually ended up uh, yes, passing yeah, away. Justice, Justice Scalia. Yes. Yeah. And then now you've got this decision that's coming down. Justice Alito is getting ready to write an opinion. What happened? Yeah. Okay. So I was just saying to your audience that all the time during our case, the the years that our case ran on, because I was the lead plaintiff and my face was out there and I was the one speaking, the number one question people asked me was, are you afraid for your life? That tells you how brutal these government unions are, that, that millions of people think that they're capable of threatening my life. It's very Jimmy answer, Hoffa. Very. Yep. And so my answer to people was, yes, I'm afraid for my life. Absolutely. That's why some friends of ours put cameras on our home and a security system on our home. It's why my husband was having nightmares multiple times a week during our case, because he was always having nightmares that men were chasing me and he was, you know, and he'd kick me in his sleep. And so there was definitely a fear for our lives and for our safety, but but God. We mm-hmm. knew God asked us to take on this, this battle. I mean, he led us right into it. It was so clear. So we just kept fighting. And so what ended up happening after our case was heard, January 11, 2016, and I told your audience that everyone knew we, we won the arguments. Everyone knew we were going to get a five to four decision because sadly there, there were four justices that didn't matter how much common sense or truth we told they were going to vote right. against us. Isn't that crazy? So it's, it's unbelievable. They really, you know, shouldn't be sitting on the bench if they're not going to interpret the constitution yeah, accurately. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, there we go. We still, we knew we had a five to four win, but the way the court works is they vote the day that you, your case is heard and nobody gets to see the vote. And then they start to write a decision. Justice Alito was writing the decision. Our case and Little Sisters of the Poor were the two largest cases of the year. So we knew our case would come down at the end of the uh, session in June. And so, um, Alito's writing the decision and we're, we're feeling pretty good. Like we're going to get a five to four. And all of a sudden, one month later, I believe it was February 12th or 13th. It was a um, Valentine weekend. I'm watching the news in the morning, getting prepared to go out on a date with my husband for our Valentine weekend and breaking news. And the breaking news is that Justice Scalia died in his sleep at this ranch in Texas. And and my heart just falls in my stomach. Um, I mean, we knew our, our case is destroyed if Scalia is dead. Now, the truth is, our, our even our amazing lawyers from Jones Day, they didn't know precedent. What happens when a when a justice dies? Do, do we still get his vote? So we find out a dead man's vote doesn't count because he has to be in the court the day the decision comes down. So we lose Scalia's vote. So in I think it was March, we ended up getting a split 4-4 decision, which means no decision. 
And so we requested a rehearing. Can the Friedrichs case please be reheard? Start all over. And that's when we found out that there's something like 78, 79 cases in the United States that have been reheard. Um, Brown versus the Board of Education was reheard a year after it was originally heard because a justice got sick or whatever happened to where their case was thwarted. So we asked for a rehearing. We thought they would give us a rehearing. They strung us on until the last day of the session. Now, let me let folks know, my birthday is June 27th. Our case, we found out our case was accepted to the court on my birthday. When the case was came down four to four tie and we requested a rehearing, we were rejected on my birthday. So I was devastated. I'm praying, Lord, I mean, we've, we've done all of this and we know we won. Now we've lost over technicality and they won't rehear our case. But here's where the beauty of the Lord comes in. None of us saw this coming then, but hindsight, I can see it. So this was when they rejected our case. This was, this was 20, June 2016. What was going on there? The primaries, the election for president of the United States. And everybody thought Hillary was going to win. And I believe that the justices rejected our rehearing because if we would have gotten a rehearing and Hillary would have won, Scalia would have been replaced by a radical leftist and we would have lost and that would have set precedent for never to get a chance to win this again. So I think the justices knew we have to take this risk. We have to just reject this so that um, so that we don't destroy this case. Well, God steps in. President Trump wins. He appoints a, a conservative justice. And another case that had been, lawyers always build extra cases just in case something goes wrong. So this case, Janice was built, one plaintiff, he's a friend of mine. He didn't want his case to go forward. He was in the, uh, sitting next to my husband during our arguments. He's like, I'm so glad I don't have to go through this. Well, his case goes forward after <laughs> Trump put in uh, the right justice. And I, I literally begged the Lord when I was writing my book while his case was going forward. And I wrote in my book at the end, I wrote that. Janice won on my birthday, only he hadn't won yet. I wrote Janice won on my birthday. And I told my publisher, I've prayed and I've asked the Lord to let Mark Janice win on my birthday because everything happened on my birthday. And that's so key. And, but if he doesn't win on my birthday, I'll, I'll edit that before the book goes to print. So my publisher agreed. Do you know Mark Janice won on my birthday? And my birthday was four days after the last day of the session. They held it, held it. And that was the last case to come down. And so Mark, Mark sends me a birthday card every year, which is very sweet. That just but, gives um, me goosebumps. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. Well, it's like the Lord is just, he, uh, I think I'm going to title this, uh, this part of your interview, Bread Crumbs from Heaven, because really that's a lot of what God was doing, you know, just letting you know, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm working all things together for good. And when this happened, it's the Janice decision, right? This came down in, in your favor. Uh, and the Janus decision is what's made it now so that teachers no longer are forced to participate in these unions, correct? That is exactly right. And it's not just teachers. It's all government employees. So uh, the, you work for the DMV, the VA, you're a nurse at a unionized hospital, you're, um, you work for the CDC, the FBI, the DOJ, whatever three-letter agency or institution, if they're unionized, you don't have to pay them anymore. But most people have no idea about 85% of teachers are still funding these evil unions that are that have this demonic agenda, this communist agenda against our country. They're literally trying to destroy the United States of America. And teachers and other government employees just keep paying them. Oh, yeah, they're getting me a pension. Oh, yeah, they're getting me a raise. Well, and the unions don't, scare them. 
They do. Speak to this because the unions, and I know because I've had teachers on my show who have just been like, listen, you know, they they tell us, listen, if if you don't, if you don't pay your dues and something happens to you, you're on your own. You know, no one's going to defend you. It's not true, is it? So that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. So let me tell the truth here. (laughs) And just so you know, just so you know, for your teachers, we have a teacher toolkit that answers every lie they've ever told you so that you can be freed from these lies and you can take the steps to, to abandon these unions because they have held you captive via lies and bullying. So, um, so here's the truth. The teachers unions tell you that you need their liability insurance. And most teachers stay in the union for the liability insurance. Here's the truth. The union's liability insurance is inferior. Okay. It costs them about $3 per person, even though you're probably paying a thousand or 1200 a year in dues. And their liability insurance will only defend you if you are sued. So if you molest a child or you do some you know, criminal act and you're sued on the job, they'll defend you. But if there's a job action against you, if you're falsely accused, have you noticed a lot of people go on paid leave or unpaid administrative leave? That's their latest game. The union does not defend you in those paid administrative leave that's a job action against you. They won't defend you. You're on your own. I want to tell you a personal story. A friend of mine who won't let me use her name yet, but I taught with her for 26 years. Amazing teacher. If they had a student teacher come to the district, the student's teacher spent half the semester with me, half the semester with her. So the district trusted her. As soon as she got to the point where her uh, pension was going to be vested, 26 years, uh, there was a- So she can't lose. Explain that to people. So her pension is vested meaning she can't lose it, correct? It, well, no. What, that, what does that mean? It, it's, it just means that when you get to a certain number of years, you're actually going to get more in your pension. Uh-huh. So if she stayed more years, her pension would have been better. Well, what happens? There's a false accusation. It's totally false. It was never proven. She lost her job within a week. She was pulled immediately out of her classroom. The union never came to defend her. After she sat at the district office for an entire day waiting for representation, the union rep, somebody like I used to be, you know, who doesn't even get paid to, to be, do something for the union, came to see her after teaching all day. And she goes, where's my lawyer? Where's my million dollars in coverage? And the union told her this. Oh, you didn't get sued. We don't defend you. If you want us to defend, to defend you, give us $100,000. We'll defend oh you. Word. She had been paying them for 26 it's years. Criminal. So what? It is criminal. So what do you do, teachers? Well, when you go to forkidsandcountry.org, that's our website, click on Union Exit. There's a three-step process. Step one is a teacher toolkit that tells you the truth about all the lies the union has been telling you. Step two shows you how to opt out of the union. This is all free, by the way. Um, it takes you to an interactive map of the state's. You pick your state, you pick your union, and you opt out. It's that simple. The union will harass you. You have to know that. But, uh, you know, we help you opt out for free. Step three, we lead you to superior liability insurance. One of them's Christian educators. You have to be a Christian. One of them's called AAE. You don't have to be a Christian. One of them's specific to Texas. But we have three options there. They're amazing. They're only 200 bucks or so a year. So you're saving money. So on top of oh, everything tons. else, oh man, we so we did a whole show on this last year. My friend uh, Dimitri was on the show, and he's been helping teachers here opt out of the union in Washington State and Oregon. And one of the places that we sent them was to these uh, these teachers unions, and he we we outlined how much how little it costs compared yes. to what they are already shelling out for this horrible, horrific, demonic, evil agenda that they don't even realize you're promoting with your money. 
Exactly. And these, and I know Dimitri, by the way, and um, these, uh, these all independent organizations, yeah, these independent organizations that sell the liability, we don't sell it. We just direct you to them. Um, and we do, like I said, all of that free of charge. Um, but they, they, if they get this independent liability insurance, not only the unions only cover you 1 million per incident, these organizations cover you 2 million per incident. The unions only defend you if you're sued. These folks defend you if you're sued or there's a job action against you. So it's better coverage, double the coverage for a fraction of the cost. I mean, it's just a kindergarten. And it's not woke. Out. Not woke, no politics at all. So, I mean, you know, every teacher I know, they don't want their money going to politics. They don't want to be seen as this, I mean, teachers, there were annual or semi-annual, excuse me, like every other year, surveys that were done on what's the most trusted profession in America. Teachers were always at the top of the list, always at the top of the list. Who was dead last? Unions. So the unions took over the teachers. Now the teachers keep moving down, 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 down the list. Teachers, you want to be seen as professional again. You want to be trusted again. You want to be respected again. Reject these evil unions. And it's my goal to make them illegal so that you never even have to deal with them. But at this point, that's going to be a huge lift. At this point, at least one at a time, we can leave these unions and stop funding them. And we need people to stand with teachers. Teachers can't do it alone. They go to work and get beat up all day long. Stand with them. Uh, uh, comfort them, take them out, give them my book, walk them through it, help them. We, we, we made a movie too. We have a movie that helps people to understand. So uh, we have all the resources for you. We just need you to stand with these teachers. I can't be skin on for every teacher in the country, but you can. You guys are behind that the documentary that we actually showed here at my homeschool resource center. Uh, whose children are they? Tell listeners a little bit yes. about that. Yeah, well, whose children are they? It's, it was a dream child of my husband and I. We worked on it for four years because we didn't have any money <laughs> to move it forward. We finally got some funding by the amazing Mike Lindell, and we were able to bring on a team that that helped us because I'm not a I don't run a camera or any of that stuff. So we were able to bring on a team. And um, whose children are they? Is it's kind of similar to my book. So my book is loaded with the testimonies of teachers and some parents and some kids and a couple experts. And it's just it's testimony after testimony. Because what does the Lord say? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our uh, testimony. Yeah. So on. we're telling testimony, testimony, testimony. And that's the power of the book. But then more things were happening. And sadly, Thanks to the education mafia, we have millions of functional illiterates in this country who can't read my book. So we wanted to get the message out in a different form. So that's why we decided to create a movie. Some of the people that are in my book are in the movie, and then there are additional people, additional experts. And so the movie is loaded with testimonies. It's a documentary, and it's exposing that the unions are are and always have been communists, that they're pushing a communist agenda into our schools, onto our children, through the teaching profession, not teachers, but through the union. And um, and it, it just exposes the, the radical sex ed agenda, that's the unions are behind that, the critical race theory, which is divide and conquer, everything that, 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 um, that communists do. So our founders told us the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated, moral citizenry that can self-govern. So what did the unions come in as communists and they want to destroy our self-governing, our republic, so they destroy our educational excellence, destroy our kids' morals, so they can't self-govern. And that's what we're watching right now. So we have to get it back. We need to get back to the beginning. We don't need to write any new curricula. We just need to go back to what we used to do in America and kick the unions and their special interests out. Yeah, it's it's and it's a heavy lift. I mean, you're you're right about that. It's a heavy, heavy lift. I mean, in Oregon, 
Kate Brown signed into law just last year that no longer do students need to be proficient in reading, writing, or arithmetic to graduate from high school. So we have these kids going literally out into the workforce who can't spell, who can't read worth a darn, who don't know how to do basic arithmetic to save their lives. And yet they could tell you, uh, you know, the 4,400 different genders that there are. They're going to go to Portland yeah. State University, get themselves a degree in lesbian dance theory. And then here you go. You got these you got these kids who, as my friend Sam Sorbo would say, have not been educated. They've been schooled. Right. Yeah. So we're schooling these kids in woke ideology. And this is coming yeah. from the teachers unions. The root of this whole thing, this wicked, yeah. evil agenda, which is in the National Educators Association and in uh, the National Librarians. The, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, we, we could go on and on. Forever. I in the in the minute we've got left here, uh, Rebecca, because we're going to come back for happy hour real quick. But in the minute that we've got left here, what do you want parents who are listening to take away from your story of standing up and facing Goliath? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, you can do it. Whatever God is tapping you to do, do it. You'll never be sorry. Are you scared? That's OK. Every person who stands up in faith is scared. All of us, including That's Moses, right. he was scared. Okay, Get beyond, God's not the author of fear. You're feeling it's it's normal to be afraid. Be courageous. God tells us to be strong and courageous. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's the first thing I could say to you. And I'm still standing. They never killed me. Okay, I I could have all those worries. And hey, they might kill me someday. That's okay. I'll go be with the Lord. So that'd be the first thing. The second thing I would say is. Please don't believe that teachers are the bad guys. What these communists are trying to do is divide us all and make us all hate each other. It's not the teachers. It's the unions and their activists. So get behind teachers. We have something we call adopt a teacher. Get your arms around a teacher, adopt them and liberate them. Use the tools we have to teach them the truth so that they will union exit. So they will stop funding these unions. The faster we can defund these unions, the faster we can save America and our kids. Rebecca Friedrichs, you are a national treasure. I can't even tell you how excited I am to finally get to meet you. And uh, and I'm going to continue just to be shouting from the rooftops as you are. Education is the front line. You want to know what's going on in this country? It's starting at the front lines. The front lines are education. Parents have got to be aware of what is happening so that we can start fighting back against it, defunding the schools, coming up with educational options for our kids so that they don't uh, struggle and die in the grip of this terrible agenda that's that's taken over the schools. I can't wait to talk to you in happy hour. Where can people find you online? They can find us at forkidsandcountry.org. Some of our social media is there, but we are on Truth, Getter. We're shadow banned totally on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but we're there. And everywhere we're at For Kids and Country. Everywhere you guys are at For Kids and Country. I love it. And uh, I love you. I just, I thank God for what you and your husband are doing. And uh, you're going to be in my prayers. And you guys, go out and get her book, Standing Up to Goliath. It'll make the hair in your neck stand up because she has outed these guys and somebody needed to do it. Rebecca Friedrichs, you're a treasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been my great pleasure and honor. You guys, for more information on Rebecca Friedrichs and the work that they are doing to help uh, teachers exit these terrible, wicked unions, please go to For Kids and Country. You're going to be thrilled at what you see and find her book and download it. You can find it wherever books are sold standing up to Goliath. I'm telling you what, it's going to, it's a game changer. It really, really is. Uh, We're going to take just a quick break and then we'll come back for happy hour. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to listen to happy hour, go to Spotify and hit the subscribe button and you're going to get more content and more encouragement right here at the intersection of faith and culture.